Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How many knows he's still on the throne tonight? He's still your God. He's still our God. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. Come on, all through the house, I feel the glory. I feel the power of the Almighty God in the place. I worship you, Jesus. Is there anybody that's not ashamed to call on the name? I said, is there anybody that's not ashamed to call on the name? I feel no pain when I call on his name. I feel no shame when I call on his name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, all through the house. Come on. Let those praises begin to roar. Come on, let those praises begin to roar. Like the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, I will worship God now in the presence of my enemy. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every eye closed, every hand raised. I feel the master of the ages in the house tonight. Hikabo Shanda. Come on, there is something so deep in this place right now. The master of the ages, the ancient of days, he which was, that is, is in the midst of us tonight. Come on, you're in the holiest of holies. You're in that tabernacle beyond the veil. Hallelujah. Therefore, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace ah, to find help, ah, to find mercy in the time, in the time of need, in the time of perplexity, in the time of chaos. I've got a throne. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Something's trying to keep you from his presence. Oh, but God is in the midst tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I will not let anything, oh, get between me and God. I worship you, Jesus. Wash me. Come on, for just a few moments, enjoy the presence and the blessings of God in the place. Come on, you're a child of God. Hallelujah, come on, you're a child and offspring of the Most High. Come on, we are the sheep of his pasture. He's our shepherd tonight. He's our king and our redeemer, our protector, our provider, our father, leader, guider. Come on. Come on, walk into his presence with no shame. Walk into his presence with no condemnation. Come on. He calls you and equips you, washes you. Come on, this is a spiritual divine encounter with God. Come on, walk beyond the veil of the flesh. Walk beyond the bills in tomorrow. Walk beyond the responsibilities and the pressures of tomorrow and rest in the presence of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give him praise right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that feels good. I, I'm just being sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord right now. Come on, why don't you let them wash away the pressure? Let them wash away the drama. Come on, let them clear out the cobwebs. Don't you worry about tomorrow. He holds tomorrow in his hand. In the name of Jesus, come on, somebody say, I release it. I release my yesterday. Come on, speak it into the atmosphere. Uh, let it become alive by the power of your words. Lord, I release my stress. I release my anger. I release any bitterness, God. I'm walking in new territory. I'm walking in the blessings and the promises of God. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Amen. Come on. Tonight can be the beginning of the rest of your life. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I receive everything that you have for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you feel his presence, why don't you clap your hands? 
Man, it feels good in the house. It feels good in the house. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Amen. Luke chapter 24. Amen. If sister. The piano's anointed tonight. Praise God. I, uh, I'm just enjoying myself tonight. I feel so at home. I feel so comfortable amongst friends and family. And man, I, I just feel, I feel good being a child of God tonight. Amen. I've made up in my mind that I'm not going to let this light pass me by. That even if there's going to be cloudy days, I'm still going to celebrate the sunshine. Because I know it's up there somewhere. I refuse to live my life full of stress and pressure and anxiety and worry. I refuse. He said he'd give us life and life more abundantly. Praise God. Amen. Excitement. Uh, Luke chapter 24, before I read, um, amen, going to verse 13, but before I read, I want to uh, say what an honor it is, what a privilege it is to be here again. Amen. I've had the opportunity to stand in this pulpit many, many times and Amen. I always enjoy myself when I'm here, and I'll tell you why. Amen. Having an opportunity to preach many different places. I think last year we were gone from home 326 days last year. Amen. I learned how to just, I'm like little Goldilocks. I'll find any bed and sleep in it. Praise God. I'll eat your porridge, eat your soup. Praise God. I'll put your suit on and go to church. Hallelujah. And take your Bible. Praise God. I'll but uh, we enjoy the work of God, my lovely family with me, and uh, amen, I appreciate them. My wife does such a wonderful job, amen, and uh, she puts up with him and puts up with me. Sometimes I don't know who's crying more, me or him, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, we got another one on the way. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm like, oh, Lord, I Man, we got diapers, praise God, wipes, milk, praise the Lord, change of clothes, man. But uh, God's been so good to us, and uh, uh, man, my special friends, Pastor Hood, and, and man, First Lady Stephanie, Stephanie Hood, praise God. First Lady, I like that. Just thanking God for my pastor's wife the other day. Boy, if you knew the trouble she got me out of, man. Boy, I, I'm just so thankful. Man, I don't ever want to forget where I come from. I never want to forget where I come from. And, and uh, One man said, if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, you better believe he didn't get there by himself. Amen. And uh, you ever get elevated and promoted in life and the blessings of God and God increases you, remember you didn't get there by yourself. It was friends and family, and it was a pastor and a pastor's wife. It was the Spirit of God. It was favor and, and sometimes just love. Praise God. And it uh, just feels good to be a child of God. And, amen. Fighting the devil. Man, trying to be separated from the world and do our best for God, win some souls, have revival, pay some bills. Eat some good food, sleep on a good bed, and have some good dreams. It's simple when you break it down. Amen. Don't let life be too complex. Amen. The Bible says the simplicity of Christ. Amen. He said, my yoke is easy for you. When things start getting too hard, you get, get back in the yoke with Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 24. Amen. Amen. I want to thank ARC for all of the wonderful treatment. Amen. And uh, praise God, all of the good blessings. Verse 13. Amen. If you have the subtitles in your Bible or the pre-title, in this particular section it says, Christ appears on the road to Emmaus. If you know anything about this portion of the story, you would know that Jesus had been brutally murdered. 
He had been beat upon. They had took fist and pummeled him in his face. Just a brief synopsis and a story of the account. They would tell you that they took the cat of nine tails and they whipped his back. Flesh hung off of his back like ribbons. He was in a cold, clammy, shock state of mind. He, they spit upon him. Capillaries were busted. They, they just seen their rabbi and teacher, their pastor, their friend and guide and counselor be totally obliterated in just a short order of time. They, they watched him helpless and vulnerable on the cross. They saw him at his lowest low and at his weakest moment. The one that walked on water and made the seas calm in the middle of the storm. The one that rebuked devils and cast off the sickness of leprosy. The one that was strong and full of stamina and endurance and peace and calm and balance. Now hung on the cross lifeless and without zeal, without any flavor, with no hope at all. Just a few words uttered in an old tongue, and he gave up the ghost. They watched him be put in the sepulcher, silent and literally cold as the grave. And here they are in verse 13. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlong, and they talked together. I want you to see if you can find yourself in this story. They, they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed, that while they talked and they reasoned, while they tried to figure out all of the mess and all of the junk and all of the chaos that had happened in their life as they walked in and just trying to figure out everything. Anybody ever been there tonight? Just wake up and while you're working at the work site, you're just trying to figure out everything and put in order and organize everything that's going on in life. And as they commune together and reason, watch now, Jesus himself drew near. I like this. And he went with them. trying to figure it all out, trying to get order out of all of this chaos, trying to get some reasoning and some logic, trying to get a cadence and a pattern of all of this stuff. And in the midst of it, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm walking with you. I'm walking with you. See, the fact of the matter is, is nothing particular ever happened at Emmaus. God never really went there. There was nothing miraculous or distinguished about Emmaus. As a matter of fact, there was nobody that was from there. We can really safely say that they were really just headed in a direction that they didn't even know. They, they didn't really have a destination. They just out walking, trying to figure it all out. That's us sometimes. Man, really no destination, trying to figure out my purpose, trying to figure out my reasoning, trying to put it all together. But I want you to know that that is a part of life. But remember, and here's the title of my message tonight, that I am never by myself. I'm never by myself. I may not know what's going on. I may not have the understanding. I may not have a crisp clear logic, but you better believe that Jesus is walking on the road with you. Praise God. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your loving kindness. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands one more time. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated. Praise God. I wonder if we can do that one more time. Clap our hands unto the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Sister Hood. I'm uh, thankful that uh, God never leaves us by ourselves. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. You leave a child by himself long enough, he's bound to get in some type of trouble. You leave a child by himself long enough, he's bound to inflict himself with some type of pain. 
even in the midst of our own houses, which we feel safe and secure, a child left by himself will only reach danger, some type of stress to his, his body. Amen. I'm thankful that God, though we are his children, he never leaves us by ourselves. Can I get an amen? Amen. I was uh, thinking about how God walks with us through good times and the bad times. Amen. He said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. That's what you call a loyal God. That's what you call a committed God. It's not a God that is uh, fickle and emotional, that one day you do something wrong, God backs off and leaves. You know, he said that even in your worst time, even in the times that you're not on your best behavior, he's a God that is still committed by covenant. He's a God that is still loyal, a God that is still in the foxhole with you. Amen. And when you, when you are at your best time, God is with you. And when you are at your worst time, your worst attitude and your worst spirit, God is going to be there to try to help you get back up on your feet and staying in the race. Praise God. Anybody thankful that the Lord has never leave, left you and the Lord has never forsaken you? Come on. Anybody remember those times? Oh, I'm thankful. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I, uh, I thank God. Amen. Because we can go down some pathways and we can find ourselves in a, in a whole lot of mess. No way to get out. But God said, I am the door. The door is always a place of entrance and a place of exit tell you something. Jesus has always got an exit strategy out of the stress and out of the drama and out of the problems, and it's called prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer. Man, I'm looking at these disciples on this particular day trying to figure out their life and trying to reason and trying to uh, measure everything and trying to micromanage everything in their life. And in the middle of all of this, uh, all of these formulas and all of these equations and looking over their past, if I would have did this and if I wouldn't have did that and if I would have spoke up in the garden, if I, if I wouldn't have left them at as low as low, maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't be going through this time of stress and perplexity. And in the midst of all of these things, I'm sure they were looking at all of the good that they had performed. They looked at all of their faithful moments, the time that they were with Jesus when the crowds try to grab him. And amen, that was a chalk up on their badge of, of good works. And they started trying to measure the good and the bad of their life. And man, what happened to our master, ruler, leader, and our guy just trying to reason everything in their life and in the middle of it all, Jesus just starts walking with them. One of the powerful and one of the most beautiful miracles that Jesus will ever perform in your life won't be the time that he uh, multiplies the fishes in the loaves. It, it won't be the times he makes the sun stand still. It won't be the time that he raises death in your life. It'll be the time that is just walking with you Monday to Tuesday. Woo. Praise God. My God. Amen. It won't be the times that he opens up the Red Sea. It'll be the times that he's that cloud by day and a fire by night. 400 some odd years and worked under the harsh bondage and rule and anarchy of an evil, demonic possessed man. And God says, I'm going to set you free. Exodus 13 says they start walking through the wilderness, walking through dimensions of wildness. Hear me? Walking through the mindset of chaos and disorder and paths that are uneven and trying to figure out their way. Anybody ever been there? Just trying to figure out, God, where do I step next if there's no path to take? Hallelujah. 
said, don't you worry about it, though. Exodus 13, 21, he said, I'm going to be a cloud by day. And I'm going to be a fire by night. And he said, that cloud will appear before you, and I'll be a cloud by day, amen, to lead you in the way. And he said, I'll be a fire by night to, to lead you in the nighttime so you can go day or night uh, through the good and the bad, uh, through the blessings and the curse. Uh, I'm walking right with you. You're not by yourself. Oh, clap your hands. What a God. What a God. You may be seated. He said, you in this wild part of life. He said, but I'm not letting you walk by yourself. When you look at the bills and you look at your future and you look at your emotional state and you look at the plans of your life and you have no strategy and you have no order, he said, I'm right there with you. Just keep on walking. Walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to be a cloud. You, you got to understand the significance of a cloud and how, how God looks at clouds. I'll never forget the first time I sat in a classroom and we started studying clouds. That was the best nap I ever had in my life. Praise God. Cuculonimbus and cirrus and cumulus, what? You won't find that in the Bible. But what you will find is how God looks at clouds and what it symbolizes because clouds symbolize the containment of rain. And rain is the sustenance of God. Rain is the provision of God. Rain is that moisture. It's that heavenly dew that falls down and precipitates from the kingdom of God. He's got a treasury and a storehouse of rain. Man, the first Kings chapter 18, there had been no rain for three and a half years. Man, it was so bad. They were fighting. Amen. The cannibalism was was increasing. Amen. It was it was it was it was insects that were aggressive and animals became aggressive. And it was a te treacherous, dangerous time. Three and a half years of no rain, and finally, a man of God decides to build an altar of prayer. Let me tell you, when things run dry in your life, when the, when the luster, amen, when, when, the, when the lackluster, amen, and the polish and the beauty and all of the colors of life become dull and insolent, find you a place of prayer. When, when things become dull, I'm telling you, find you a place of prayer and the rain will start falling. And Elijah built that altar in the midst of falseness, in the, most, in the midst of falsehood, in the midst of lies and tellers of lies. That's what you got to do sometimes. You got to pray even when the devil's lying to you and he'll say your family's not going to be saved, but you say the devil is a liar. I'm going to pray anyway. I'm going to pray anyway. I'm going to pray to the rain. Yeah. Oh, what a God. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And he prays. And all of a sudden, 1 Kings 18, watch, watch. You got to watch these principles that God will lay down in his word real silently and calmly. And the prophet looks at his servant. Amen. Uh, 1 Kings 18, verse 41. He says, you go tell Ahab, who was carnal, but he was a child of God, hard-headed, but he was a child of God. Rebellious, but he was a child of God. You go tell Ahab, go eat and drink, for I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. God is so good. Even when you're hard-headed, even when you're being rebellious, even when you got a bad attitude, God still lets you eat the blessings. He still lets you taste of the rain of his goodness. Oh, what a merciful God. What a patient God. What a redeeming, long-suffering. Watch, watch, watch. With Verse 42 says, he tells Ahab, you go eat and drink. 
Amen. And, and, and you, you just go enjoy because I hear rain coming. And verse 42 says, watch him now. The man of God goes to the mountain. Amen. He casts himself down and he puts his face between his knees and starts praying. I learned a long time ago that the only reason I can enjoy the blessings of God, amen, with no condemnation, is because I've got a man of God that's on the mountain praying for me. I've got a man of God, amen, that God has commanded from the throne room of heaven. And he said, obey them that have the rule over you. For they watch, for they pray, for they cast themselves down. Maybe she obey them have rule over you for they watch for your soul. They go to the mountain and they cast themselves down. Watch him now. He puts his face between his knees. Because knees represents prayer. Your face represents your identity. Let me tell you something. Your best identity and image will always be found in the middle of prayer. That's where you find your identity. Amen. That's where you find your image. It's in his image. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Well, and then he said, okay, now that you know who I am, who are you? Amen. And he tells his servant, watch now. Because remember, Exodus 13, he said, I'm going before you by the cloud. Now we hear there's no rain. He tells his servant, go look towards the sea. Amen. He comes back. What would you see? I didn't see nothing. That's where a lot of people fall off from the man of God. He'll say, such and such is going to happen. They pray one time, didn't happen. He must be a false prophet. No, no, no. He said, go back again, which is symbolic of, why don't you go pray again? Why don't you grab your Bible again? Come on, why don't you believe one more time? Come on, what did that, why don't you, why don't you resurrect that prophecy and that promise? Woman? Don't just let the devil tell you to give up after one try. Watch him, watch him, watch him. He goes a third time. What'd you see? Nothing. I'll be honest. I probably would have gave up about that time. He would have said, go back. I'm like, look, man, my feet hurt. They swelling, man. I ain't got no ibuprofen. I should. That's a long walk down that mountain, you know, looking towards the sea. You know, you, you can get up off the prayer carpet and go look yourself. That's what my flesh would say. But my biblical education and fear of God would get up and do what the man of God. Let me, hold on, let me just, I'm talking to somebody. And this ain't it, this, I hadn't planned on saying it. Your emotions will get you in trouble. Because emotions main uh, engine and V8 power is motivated, motivated by flesh. That's just how we are. Look at a child. Look at a baby. An innate nature of flesh. And if you let your emotions overrun your biblical and spiritual reasoning, you will find yourself fighting with the hand of God. I'm talking to somebody. Please let your emotions go. Get yourself in the scripture. Get yourself in the prayer room. Let the spirit of God begin to speak to your mind. Let your reasoning come from the spiritual hand. You may be seated. Finally, on the seventh time, he says, what did you see? He said, I saw a cloud. How big was it? The size of a man's hand. Because that hand is symbolic of providence. It is, it is symbolic of gifts. It is symbolic of provision. It is symbolic of a future. That cloud, he said, you better get on up. And you better get your chariot ready. Because I've seen the cloud and I know it's about to rain. Let's back up. God said, listen, you may be walking through the dryness. But don't look around. Look up. Because there's a cloud of provision. Man, dude, I'm having fun. Listen, I'm, I'm, when, when, when you accumulate all of your success and your futuristic longevity according to your own power, God, piece by piece, screw by screw, will disassemble all of it. And you say, man, I'm smart enough. I'm young enough. I'm, I'm good enough. How come it's not working? Because you're not getting spiritual enough. 
I've seen business owners that have ran just successful businesses their whole life try to do it in the spiritual realm and they fall apart because it's not by might nor by power it is by his spirit it is by that cloud and I'm walking with that cloud amen clouds following you clouds following you Psalm 91 verse 1 he that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the cloud under the shadow of the Almighty. Brother, let me break. God didn't make it hard for us. He said, just keep walking. Just keep following that cloud. He's going to provide. Amen. There's enough rain in there for everybody. There's enough rain for tomorrow. There's enough rain for the future. Don't you worry about all of the crops. And, amen. Micromanaging every crop and every little inch of growth. Amen. He's going to rain when it's time for the rain. And watch this. He's got a former rain and he's got a latter rain. What are you saying? I'm saying you ain't seen your best days yet. This is why it's important to get you a good biblical education so you can think the way he thinks. God doesn't get stressed out. God doesn't get full of anxiety. He said, I've got a cloud, a provision that's over you, and I, it can rain at any moment. Woo, my. Oh, what a God. Clap your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your provision. He said, I'll be a fire by night. That's symbolic of his word. Amen. A fire brings warmth, brings light in the middle of the night. Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. It don't matter what the doctors say. And it's, we living in life. We're human beings. My God, we're not Superman. Man, I ain't walking around with, you know, teeth full of stainless steel. My back hurts sometimes. I've, I've got doctor's reports that scared the, scared the living daylights out of me. Man. And I know I know you go to church, brother, you just praise God. Man, Joshua walking around the streets of Jericho seven times. I'm like, look, brother, I'm not Joshua. I'm Justin, brother. <laughs> My God. But what he did say is, though it gets the darkest, there's always a light. Though it may be full of confusion and full of complexity, and though the waves may roar and there may be thunderstorms and lightnings and you can't even hear yourself think, you better remember that there is a fire by night. Amen. What do I do? Just keep on walking. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I won't fear the I won't fear the bills. I won't fear my future. Why? Because he's walking with me. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. My, 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 my. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Listen, listen. Look how God thinks. And compared to how you think, he said, be strong and of a good courage. He's talking about your attitude. He's saying, talk positive. Look at the bright side. Look at the bright future. Be strong and of a good courage. Be courageous. Be brave. Don't be insecure. Be strong and of a good courage. Watch them. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. Why? For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, and he will not forsake. I'm talking to somebody that you're not walking by yourself. Pick your head up and keep on walking. know why he gave us the Holy Ghost, brother? He said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know what that Holy Ghost is? That's autopilot. Because there's going to be days you wake up and you're going to be feeling helpless and insecure, weak. Amen. You're going to feel like the favor of God ain't on you. You're going to feel like, man, I'm in the middle of the storm. I feel sick. I'm feeling, I'm feeling vulnerable. Amen. You just let that Holy Ghost take over. I'm going to enjoy my day anyway because in 10 years it won't matter anyway. 
because the Holy Ghost is working. Amen. Fear not, nor be afraid of him. For the Lord thy God, he it is that goeth with you. Man, we ought to laugh like we've never laughed before. It's, you, it's hard for people to laugh uncaringly because they're full of cares. And Jesus said, cast your cares upon me. Hear me, hear me. See, they used to create words in the old Latin language by action, by something that you could clearly see. So when the word anxiety was created, it, the old word came from an old Latin word mean acrid, which means to bite, to be sharp. When you get anxious is when you start biting at people because you, 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 you're impatient. You're impatient. You're, just, you're trying to figure it out yourself. And, and you've got to be careful that you're not so full of anxiety. You start biting at your wife and biting at your spouse and biting at the kids. and bite, Oh, come on. Biting at the workshop and biting at your paycheck. Mm, I hit a stump right there. Amen. Back the boat up. Back the boat up. You, you can't live this life full of anxiety. I'm telling you, you that's not, it's not the order of God. He said, cast your cares upon me. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen. Why the furrowed brow? Why the harsh? And why the intense focus? And why the, the cloud of darkness? No, I'm going to walk in the favor. I'm going to walk. I'm trying to reason it, but Jesus is walking with me. That's all that I need is for him to walk with me. Amen. Watch him now. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 22. He says, for the Lord, watch him, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Ready for this? Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his. Let me, let me just, I, I love that little fragment. It hath pleased the Lord to make you his. It hath pleased and delighted the Lord to make you here. Let me tell you something. You didn't just run, slip, fall, and land in the church, okay? You didn't just, just go, oh, hey, pray. Oh, God, hallelujah. Here's your baptismal certificate, Holy Ghost certificate. We'll see you at choir practice on Tuesday. No, uh-uh. It pleased the Lord to make you his. Watch him now. And he says, because you are mine, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. You know what he's saying? I will not relinquish my grip on you. That's what the literal translation, I won't let go of you. See, John 10, 28, Jesus said, listen, I give my people eternal life, and they shall never perish. Watch them. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands. What a God. Can a, can, a, can a mother forget her sucking child? Isaiah 49, 15. Isaiah verse 14 says, you have forsaken us and you have forgotten us. He said, can a, can, a sucking can a mother forget her sucking child and not have compassion upon the son of her womb? He said, they may forget. He said, but I won't forget you. Just walking with God. I'm just walking with him. Don't understand everything. Don't. Man, I, I can't put it all together. No, I don't understand the book of Deuteronomy totally. Pray God. But I'm walking with Jesus. Man, I don't understand everything, brother. I don't know what the future holds. But I know one thing, that he's walking with me. Praise God. I don't know what next year is going to be like. I, I'm not worried about what next year is going to be like. Uh, amen. But one thing I do know. Amen. I know that he's walking with us. Come on. Stand to your feet. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, I know he's walking with us. I know he's walking with me. I know he's walking with me. Oh, hallelujah. Softly, why don't you lift up your hands right now? Hallelujah. Come on, cast off the anxiety. Cast off the fear, doubt, and the unbelief. Why don't you let the worry go right now? Let it wash off of you. Come on, there's somebody walking with you. He kebo shandarabasandarabohaya. 
Come on, come on, friend. Cast off the burden. Come on, let the worry out of your... Come on, let that worry and that... Str- Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Here, feel... I- Listen to me. Listen to me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the gift of prophecy. I'm not a prophet. I, I feel the gift of prophecy. You can keep playing, sis, if you want. I'm talking to somebody. Because there's somebody in here, you're so stressed out, you can't even eat. You can't even enjoy the basics of life. And the Bible says God has given us all things to enjoy. You're worried, you're worried, you're trying to put it all together by yourself. Oh, God. Man, I, I was in praying before service, and I felt the Holy Ghost come up on me in a wave. And I, God, he's going to give this church revival. I feel the Holy Ghost. My God. He said, he said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I just spoke. I just spoke. You know, the fact of the matter is, Brother Jonathan, he's been walking with you for a long time. You ready for this? When you couldn't even walk as a baby. My little boy gets up, stand up. He thinks he's standing by himself. You ain't standing by yourself. That's all the work of God. And you might have been on this earth for 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 70 years, and you still ain't walking by yourself. There's a faithful one walking with you. Just walking. Walking. Just walk. Jesus just walking with them at the lowest point of their life, at the most chaotic time, at the most, ready for this, at the most angry time. You, some of you are so angry. You're not angry at anybody. You're just angry because you can't measure it out and God made it that way. Only thing you've got to worry about measuring is step by step. He said, just walking. I'm not going to try to figure it all out. I don't want to live my days stressed and full of perplexity and full of frustration and full of fear and full of anxiety because the devil is looking for somebody that he can torment but perfect love cast out fear because fear hath torment but if I'm just walking with him there ain't nothing to worry about you know something brother I finally figured it out I'm going to always be behind the place I really want to be. That's just life. Solomon figured it out. He gave us the book of Ecclesiastes. He said, there's never going to be enough. Soon as you get to that place, you're going to, man, I got to get further. Listen, I'm not, the race is not to the swift. I'm just going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to walk with him. My God. Some of us, when we wake up, as soon as we wake up, that brain starts running. Like a lawnmower. Just a chainsaw, cutting off all your joy, cutting off all your peace, cutting off your, just, man, just hear me. My pastor lost his son. Listen, listen. They got up one morning, like a father and son does, go hunting like they've done many, many times. It wasn't a severe winter. It wasn't harsh. A little snow on the ground. Unbeknownst, it was a little black ice. They loaded up the gear and the beef jerky and, and man, the, the nut mix and the laughter like they've done many times. And hopped in the truck, loaded everything up, all gassed up, headed down the highway. Barely got a few miles, and they hit black ice. Truck swerved, trying to overcorrect it. And man, that given over 30 years of ministry. Started churches, went where nobody else wanted to go. Amen. That truck flipped. The little boy, 15 years old, his only son, died in his hand. So broken, so broken, so broken. Years, I saw the light and laughter sucked out of it. 
But slow, slowly but surely, on that day of death, I watched him in the prayer room. It was a Saturday, the day we prayed, and I watched the man of God that I watched that was unbreakable make it to prayer that night. You know what he was doing? He was following that cloud. And year after year, I watched life slowly come back into him, and I watched the laughter, and I watched the joy, and I watched the cheer come back into his eyes. And, and just recently, he, I, would, I would go preaching, and I would come back sometimes so 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 pressed by responsibilities and he would look at me JP you gotta enjoy the journey you gotta enjoy the journey sure there's some old carnal person that would look at him and say what do you know about the journey and just recently changed my life brother he looked at me and you know what he told me he said when my boy died and Life was sucked out of me. And I said, God, what do I do now? And the Lord spoke to him. He said, you live. 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 Enjoy the place where you are. My God, help us. Some people can't even praise God. Some of the places I go, you know why? Just too much. He said, live. But you know what I'm going to do, brother? I'm going to live, and I'm going to enjoy the blessings of God, and I'm going to enjoy the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus was doing on this earth, brother. He was, he was having revival, and he was living. And them old gristled Pharisees came and said, oh, you tell those people to quiet down. You tell, No, 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 no. Amen. The king is walking with them. Praise God. Anybody thankful that he's walking with you through the storms? Come on, lift up your hands right now. Come on, you know something? I, I want you to do something. I, I want you to walk down to this altar, and I want you to imagine yourself there's somebody walking with you. Even when you walk to this altar, you're not walking by yourself. I'm not trying to figure it all out. I, I, I'm not trying to reason it all out. Come on. Oh, God, I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to put my trust in you, God. I want you to pray until the burden and the pressure runs off of your shoulders. I, I want you to pray in the spirit. He said, you ain't even got to use your own words. You ain't even got to use your own articulation. I've given you the Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel the peace of God. He's walking with us, church. Come on, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust in the everlasting arms. I'm going to trust in the everlasting mind of God. Come on, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Oh, release Everything's going to be all right. He's walking with you. He's walking with you. He's walking with you. Right now, it's done. 
Come on, keep praying. Come on, pray till that pressure leaves. Come on, pray till that string leaves. Come on, pray till the spirit breaks through and the rain starts falling. Come on. I'm going to trust you for my family. I'm going to trust you for my future, God.